it was a very unique learning experience that I'm very grateful I had. All the junk that came with it too, because I wouldn't be me if I didn't have it. But there were a lot of times where going backwards actually wasn't going backwards. It was actually creating opportunities for the future that I didn't realize I was going to have opportunities to take advantage of eventually. Check in with your relationship with pain, because if you never get to hell no, you're not going to, you're not going to swing the other way. And this goes for success and failure too. If you never risk failing, you're not going to get successful. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University, where we help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode, episode number 1,563, One Powerful Reframe on Money. Today, for episode number 1,564, sometimes going backwards isn't actually going backwards. I was talking to somebody yesterday, Alan, and this person has gone through it. They've gone through a lot in 2023 and in 2022. It's been a, a trying time for them. And I said, it's really hard to give advice when you're going through it because number one, there isn't really anything right for me to say. Sometimes you ever get messages from people and you just think to yourself, I don't really know what to say. I can, I can give you some positivity and some inspiration, but it just seems like you're going through it and you're probably just going to have to keep going through it, unfortunately. But what I said to this person was, Sometimes you going backwards for what might seem like a year is actually you going forward, but it's only you going forward if you keep going and then you have the perspective in a few years. It's a very challenging thing to deal with and, and give advice on, but it reminded me of a story that I went through years ago that is this in a nutshell. At the time, it seemed like the worst outcome, but in retrospect, it was actually one of the best things that has ever happened to me. So. For those who don't know, I worked in an industry called weatherization. Nobody's heard of weatherization, at least most people haven't. All it means is it was our job to make buildings more energy efficient. So we'd go into schools and we would make them more energy efficient. And it required a ton of travel. I made good money doing it, but I spent weeks and months on the road, living in sketchy hotels, driving 6, 8, 12, 16 hours to job sites. It was just brutal. So the year I made the most money I had ever made with the company was the year that I was willing to grind my face off because I thought money was going to create happiness for me. Didn't end up doing it. So the next year, the year after I made the most money I'd ever made, there was a job opening within the company. And it was an office job. Oh, yeah. Remember this? It was an office job that required a little bit of travel. You might have to drive down to New Jersey for one day and then drive home. We were podcasting at this point. We were podcasting. I remember you asking me, yeah. do you think this is a good idea? Yes. Yeah. So I applied for this job. And I was going to go from, and this is how desperate I was, and this is how miserable I was, and this is how unsustainable my life was at the time. I was going to go from making $100,000 to, I believe, $50,000. I was going to take a $50,000 pay cut because I just wanted the certainty of being home. I just wanted to be home at the end of the night. 
And even if I was traveling one day a week, two days a week, I was okay with that because at least I'd be home more. So I apply for the job within the company and I'm thinking I'm a shoo-in. I have more seniority than anybody else who's applying. This is going to be fine. I go in for an interview and I feel like the interview goes really well. It's with my project manager at the time. And I get a call, whatever it was. I actually stopped smoking weed because I was afraid I was going to get drug tested and I didn't want to lose I the opportunity. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. I was committed to this. I, I wanted this job. I wanted this job very badly. So I get a call and they say, hey, can you come in? We want to talk to you about the job opportunity. I'm like, hell yeah, here we go, baby. This is awesome. So I drive an hour and a half in traffic. I go into the office. They sit me down and they're like, yeah, we called you in here today just to let you know that you didn't get the job. And first of all, I was like, you couldn't, I mean, you could just told me that over the phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they actually called you to drive in. Yeah, there. yeah. And it was an hour away and it was an hour, at least an hour and a half with traffic. So it was, this was like a three hour. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I've never heard this part of the story. You drove to get told you didn't get the yes. job? Yeah, yeah. I drove to the office. How inconsiderate is that? It's super inconsiderate. But they said we wanted, we wanted to be respectful. You could have just sent me a anything. Anything would have been more respectful than this. <laughs> Email, a text message. Even if you message. just never told me. That Maybe would be, a phone that call. Would be most that would be better than you drove. Wait, wait, wait. You drove two and a half hours? Three hours probably total. Three, three yeah. hours total yeah. to get told you didn't get the job? Uh, it was quite literally like a five-minute meeting. Dude, sometimes I feel like your life needs to be a sitcom, man. <laughs> that, that part could. There, it's, I can't help it. It's like I always feel bad because I always end up laughing at your pain, but. I thought for sure I was getting it. I was walking in whistling. Of course. Why else would I be here? You know what I mean? (laughs) You guys wanted me here, so it must be a good thing. So I didn't get the job. And I left that day, and I remember thinking, I'm going to, at some point over the next year or so, I'm going to quit. This is it. If this was my last-ditch effort to stay at this company, I'm not going to be able to last here much longer. And I think this was before my suicidal ideation. It was. Because it was earlier in the year and it was one of the things that this was like the last ditch effort. If I can get this job, I'll stay at this company and everything will be fine. I'll be making I'll be making money. It won't be as good of money, but I'll have so much certainty and I'll be able to podcast. I know I'll be home every night so I can podcast when I get home. Awesome. Didn't get the job. In retrospect, at the time, it was the worst thing ever. I remember it was like the light at the end of the tunnel. Even though it was such a drastic lifestyle change. It was the light at the end of the tunnel. Didn't get it. In retrospect, if I got that job, I might have never done, I might have never left. It put me in so much discomfort. The fact that I didn't get that job, it it created so much necessity. It pushed me so far to hell no, I'm not going to stay here anymore. Yeah, I went through some can you explain that concept real quick because we used to talk about that all the time way back in the hyperconscious days i've been reflecting a lot in the tail end of 2023 to to mario kart boost into 2024 and i went back through and i found i actually found three episodes so the very first episode of conversations changed lives which was the podcast i had prior to Teaming up with kev youtube channel i found that episode youtube channel which kevin was the first guest sir you on youtube channel Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube channel, <laughs> which is going to be a podcast, so whatever. YouTube channel. Uh, and then I found the very first interview where Kevin interviewed me on the Hyperconscious mm-hmm. podcast, and then I found the second time you interviewed me, and that was up in your apartment in New Hampshire, and I reviewed 
uh, a little bit with Kev, but behind the scenes, a little bit of those episodes. And it is unbelievable, the growth. It's wild. And so if you're out there listening, little side tangent, do yourself a favor and go back. Do yourself a favor and go look. Go look at you a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. You, you owe it to yourself to see the growth because on the day-to-day, the growth is sometimes invisible. But over the long term, it is wild. I mean, the episodes were just nothing compared to what they are now. And, and sometimes it's hard to see that. So a little side tangent, but Kev, back in the day, Hyperconscious Podcast, we used to talk about you have to get to hell yes before you'll ever get to hell. No, you have to get to hell no before you'll ever get to hell yes. Can you explain that con- concept? Yeah, we, we called it or we coined it the old pain pleasure pendulum. <laughs> I don't know if it's a thing. I don't know if it's like a, a psychological thing. I don't know. But the thought that we had was when you, so if you think of a pendulum or if you think of an old school clock, the thing that, you know, it swings back and forth, the further you go to hell no, the more willing you are to go all in on hell yes. And you used the Monday. Yeah. At work. Yeah. So let's say hypothetically you go into work on Monday and you have the worst day you've ever had. It's just brutal. You're cursing your boss. You're cursing the people you're working with. You're cursing the customers, whatever it is. If you don't quit your job Monday, you're, you're going to wake up and you're going to go in Tuesday and Tuesday might be a little bit better. And then you'll go in Wednesday and Wednesday's hump day. You're already halfway there. You go in Thursday, Thursday's Friday Eve. So we just got to get through today and tomorrow. You go in Friday, it's Friday. You don't even care. It's Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday come around and you're back to you're back to uncomfortable, but not uncomfortable enough to quit. And that's kind of you swinging just in between the, the pain pleasure pendulum. There's just not a lot of pain, but there's not a lot of pleasure. I think that's what would have happened if I got that job. It would yeah. have sucked, but it, compared <clears throat> to what I was doing before, it wouldn't have sucked that much. It would have put you back in your comfort zone. Yeah. It would have put you back in the pendulum barely swinging to hell no. It was And therefore not all the way swinging to hell yes. So you might not have teamed up with me. I most likely wouldn't have. Or not. we might not have done an episode a week. At one point we decided and we went all in on an episode a week. When, when was that? Because I know that I don't remember. we did an episode a week for a while. Like you were doing an episode a week kind of sporadically. Yeah. Then you and I started working together and then we did one every week. But then there was a couple that we missed or something. And then there was a moment in time when you were like, you and I decided, like, we're going to do an episode a week. We're going all in on this. This is it. And we just never missed after that. I don't remember when that was. That was after I left, I think. Because I think we missed, because we were doing... I think it was after 17, because I remember you had someone on for 16 that I didn't agree with. And I remember thinking to myself, I know we weren't partners at that point, because if we were, I would (laughs) have said, please don't. Uh, But I think 19... There was a Christmas tree in the background. This is December of 2017. And you and I were at your kitchen table with a Christmas tree in the background. I think 19 was the first official hyperconscious podcast meets Conversations Change Lives mm. podcast. Yeah, but maybe. And after that, I think we did a week every week for coming up on our seventh year. I don't, I don't remember. I genuinely don't remember because I know we did one a week and then eventually we went to two a week. But when we did two a week, we didn't always do two a week. Yeah. There was times where we were doing a guest in a solo and we just we didn't have a guest so we would just do a solo or we do two solos and I don't yeah. I don't know. But I When we went to two a week we still did two a week. It just we didn't always have a guest. I don't know. I I've looked back before and I I don't know when we hit the cadence where we never missed. I don't know. I'm not sure. 
I think it was after 19. But again, those those numbers tend to matter. Yeah, yeah. more to me. Yeah, I, I would yeah. trust you more than I. But the the ultimate thought in all this is that thing that I remember going home. I lived with Matt at the time. I remember going home and just and being because he thought I got the job too. Of course right. I did. Naturally. Who asks you to drive three Naturally. hours? And I remember saying, I, I don't remember the exact thing I said, but I'm sure it was like... What did he say when you told him they made you drive? He was probably very angry. <laughs> of course. As was I. That is so un... Oh, we wanted to be respectful. It's like, listen, you this is wildly shoot a, disrespectful. Shoot me a text message. Yeah. <laughs> shoot me an email. I'll say, hey, you didn't... You sent me you, mail. You know the scene in Billy Madison? A simple no would have yeah, been just exactly, fine. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure he was probably also equally as angry as I was, but... I remember going home and saying that, like, I don't know what to do. I, this was it. In my mind, I was going to get this job. I'm done. I'm, I'm not going to stay here. I can't do this. This isn't sustainable for me anymore. In retrospect, best thing that ever happened. So that's- I want to get a book of all the stories. Maybe that one- That would be so fun may, for me. Maybe, maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> oh, I remember, a quick, quick story. When I worked at the gas station one time, I just remember this. There sometimes you had to have people pull up. If you've ever parked at a, ga- at, at a gas pump, you know sometimes it's hard to judge how far the pump's going to reach and if it's going to reach you or not. Yeah, yeah. And there was this old guy, and he was a dick. He was just not a nice man. He, nobody liked him at the gas station. And there was this time where I was having him pull up, and then I told him to stop, and then I walked away, and he kept pulling up, and he slammed into the car in front of him, and then he tried to like oh. fight me. This, he was a geriatric individual and he wanted to throw hands with the kid. And I was like, come on, man, what are we, I walked away and told you to stop. This is on you. This isn't a me issue. This is a you issue. You're the driver. Not to mention that would be very bad for him. Uh, yeah, definitely. At the time I was deep in mixed martial arts training at the time. He would have, I would have put him, I would have had to put him down, but he was an old man. So I was like, look, man, I understand you're frustrated and you're angry, but number one, everybody knows you're kind of a, you're kind of a dingo. And you're a, you've been driving longer than I've been alive. You need to figure it out, dude. You need to figure <laughs> it out. So that was another gas station story. Kevin, gas station story. Hey, Kevin, Kim here. Just wanted to send you a video to say thank you so much for your help on creating the Peaceful Productivity Podcast. You know, I couldn't have done it without you. I knew you'd be lots of great help with the technical aspects of getting the podcast going but you went well above and beyond that. You helped me with the strategy and you gave me all kinds of really great support. You know, I think the key to success in business is a great attitude and you have that in spades. You really walk the walk. So thanks again. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Kev's got a lot of stories where it's just, I have trouble not laughing because it's like sitcom worthy. Back to the... Two, two things. One, a lot of times the thing that's super painful ends up being a really good thing, for sure. Uh, that, that person who breaks up with you. I, I have one example where I got cheated on in high school, and that ended up being a really good thing because I moved on very quickly from that. That was like enough pain. Again, there's the pain-pleasure pendulum again. Yeah. When the pain yeah. is great enough, I remember I told a friend that, that you know my girlfriend had cheated on me. He's like, dude, you wanted out of that anyway. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but these things that are super painful, and, and this is the last thing that I'll share in this episode. 
Whether you call it discomfort or pain is up to you. But I want you to check in with what your relationship with pain is. If you have a negative relationship with pain or discomfort, you're going to have a really hard time succeeding. And this is universal. I don't I don't I can't think of a single person who is holistically successful like without any pain and discomfort. I don't even think it's real. I don't think it's possible. Whether it's getting a better business or a better body or a better relationship, I've had really uncomfortable conversations with Emilia that were really, really, really powerful. And in hindsight, you can look back and go, luckily, we had that conversation. And we can laugh at it now. We, just the other night, we talked about a conversation early in our relationship, and it's like funny now. But at the time, it was so bad. It was like, oh, my heart. And so check in with your relationship with pain, because if you never get to hell no, you're not going to swing the other way. And this goes for success and failure, too. If you never risk failing, you're not going to get successful. I mean, we've done many, many, many live in-person events, and we've never actually exceeded our goal at filling the room. But we've always gotten a ton of people to events. We've done a bunch of events. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's really important to be willing to fail. It's the same analogy as you, know, you, you swing at the baseball and you strike out. You know, in baseball, you strike out, what, 70% of the time, even if you're really good? You get something like that? You get that? out 70% of the time, not necessarily strike out, but yeah. yeah. Okay. You, you get out 70% of the time. Even the Hall of Famers get out, what, 60% of the time? 70. 70. Yeah, six, okay. 65. I mean, if you're, if you get a hit one out of every, or sorry, four out of every, every 10 times, you're like the best ever. <laughs> over The, the course, best ever? Yeah, over the course of your career, yeah. That's wild. That's a good analogy for life. And if you associate more pain <clears throat> from the six outs than you do the four hits, uh, pleasure from the four hits, you're, you're in trouble. And so that would be the last thing I'm, I'm saying is zero to 10, what is your relationship with pain? What is your relationship with adversity? What is your relationship with discomfort? What is your relationship with failure? And these things that you think are huge failures, whether it's me getting broken up with or cheated on, or it's Kevin, you know, not getting that job driving three hours. To be told, hey, <laughs> you were probably dressed up too. Were you nice, dressed nice? Uh, most likely. Yeah, dressed nice. You know, yeah. all gel, hair gel. Oh, no, you didn't get the show. Most likely, yeah. I thought <laughs> oh, I was going man. to accept a, like, a new position. How bad was that drive home? I think there was a part of me that was probably happy, just deep, deep down, because I was so pissed off. It's like, all right, screw you guys. I'm going to leave. Screw you. Yeah. I'm going to do. I How long done... ago after that until you quit their job? quit that job? Slash got let go. Yeah. Uh, same year. Let's tell that story real quick. All right. So I'm in the gym with Kev. I'm in the gym with Kev and he gets a phone call. And there's more to this though. I know. Okay. I know. You can, you can preface. They well, preface basically is, said, listen, preface is before just so you know. Okay. <laughs> you can interrupt and add this <laughs> during this preface is before during this is during so i think they said something along the lines of you you need to get it together otherwise you're done and we need you to do xyz job or something like that and you and i talked and you were on the phone for a hot minute and i remember we were going to record a podcast episode it was coming home from the gym and you were actually out in my yard on the phone for like quite some time. And I was like, 
I, th- I think it was my mom who came out or something. She's like, what's he doing? And I, I said, uh, he's, he's quitting his job. I think he's quitting his job. <laughs> and I remember at the time, I think she was concerned. Understandable. Like, really? Yeah. Understandable. I, I mean, got to, you, you got to eventually, right? I remember being pumped. I think I was the only one, one of the only ones who was like, great, great Matt job. Was. Yeah, Matt, was good. Good. It's a re- Matt was pumped. Matt was pumped too. Good. Okay, good. Matt, Matt and me were like, yes, Kev. Everyone else was like, dude, are you sure? Yeah. You know? But that's that's sometimes people aren't going to support the the risks that you take, and then later in life, assuming you stick with it, you know they'll celebrate you and they'll say they supported you, when in reality you'll look back and go, listen, you thought I was crazy, but uh, that was an interesting story too. Of not long after that, you essentially quit your job slash got let go. So there had been rumblings going on because I was sick of. Um, we were we were six hours away in New Jersey for a job and it snowed and school was closed so we couldn't go work and i called my project project manager and i said we're getting paid for this right and he said no and i said we're stuck so let me go home then i'm not going to stay here if i'm not getting paid i'm just going to stay in this hotel room because we can't go work you guys should pay us this is bullshit and they're like no we're not going to pay you guys i was like all right that's another thing like i'm i am so done with this place so eventually what happened was in order the culture was kind of falling apart a little bit. Everybody was angry at leadership. And the project manager was like, hey, I want to take you out to lunch. And I was like, no, I'm not going to drive an hour so you can take me out to lunch. No, I'm not interested. And he said, well, I'll come down to you. All right, cool. Free lunch, I'm in. During this lunch, I pretty much told him, I was like, this isn't my forever thing. I'm not going to do this forever. And there's a lot of stuff that people are frustrated with, and here it is. That was a breaking point. He didn't like the fact that I was kind of out at that point. What, what happened was Alan and I were supposed to go either record a podcast episode oh, yeah. or work out with Catherine Nash. Yeah. And if you don't know Catherine Nash, mini but mighty on, on social media, a friend of ours, she's been on the podcast. We've spoken on stage with her. We had a schedule for work that week. We were supposed to work first shift, seven to three. I'd be home at four. I'd be home at 3.30 probably because it was local. Fine. I found out we were supposed to work second shift through the people at the building. Nobody else in my company knew. I called my project manager and said, hey, just so you know, they're moving us to second shift. I can't do it. I've already told you I can only work first shift this week. They ended up saying, I need you to work second shift. And I said, I am not working second shift. Yeah, I remember. And they, I remember we went to a gym yeah, yeah. way out. Yeah. Where was that? Medford. We used to travel all over Med- the place, Medway. Huh? Medway. Yeah. I remember yep. they said, my project manager said, if you don't do this, this is going to be a problem. And I said, I'm not doing it. I don't care. I already told you, I've told you so many times I can't do this. I'm not doing it. That is the reason I was let go slash quit, depending on how you want to look at it. Look at it. But yeah. all things considered, it was relatively amicable. They said they'd, they'd give me recommendations for other companies. They said, we'll give you referrals. It was like, all right, cool. It just, but even in retrospect, that, that conversation, I was terrified. I remember the day that I realized I didn't have a job. I was so scared. I know this wasn't the point of this episode, but it's important. I think imagine you now, isn't it wild to think back you now you'd be like, yeah, no problem. Okay. Well, like think about how much more capable you are now. Yeah. But would I have the capability if I was still there? No, no, of course not. Right. So that's my point. But if you took you now and went back into those conversations, yeah. isn't it interesting to see how scarce you were in comparison? Well, and you and I are 
in leadership positions as well. So I understand what it's like to work with people. Now I look back and realize how not good they were at that. Can we go into that slightly? Well, it's just the leadership. It wasn't, it wasn't great. There was, there was a lot of scarcity. There was a lot of the communication. Strong arming. Yeah. Yeah. The communication just wasn't great. There, you guys make a lot of money. There's a line out a door, a line out the door for people who want your job. No, there isn't. Trust me, I've trained all these people and they last two weeks and then they quit. You're you're wrong about that. But again, yeah. it was a very unique learning experience that I'm very grateful I had. All the junk that came with it too, because I wouldn't be me if I didn't have it. But there were a lot of times where going backwards actually wasn't going backwards. It was actually creating opportunities for the future that I didn't realize I was going to have opportunities to take advantage of eventually. And that's the ultimate goal in today's episode. You have a meeting in three minutes, so I want to get us out of here on time. <clears throat> you have a quick sounds good. A quick next level nugget. Yeah, my next level nugget is the, the pain of the loss will always come before the success is <clears throat> later. It's not, it's not just the L that you take that feels like an L. Not only is sometimes that a W, but it's what you do with it. And, and hopefully it, it drives you. So when, when Kev, let's say you got fired or let go or were treated poorly, like hopefully it drives you to be better. I think that it can drive you and I think it needs to drive you because your bigger, better, brighter future is on the other side of taking that pain and turning it into power. My next little nugget is if you're going to not give someone the job, just send them a text or an email or a call. (laughs) Any of those. Mail, whatever. Whatever it is. Whatever else you can do, send them Or just ghost you. Either one. (laughs) Ghosting me would have been better. Yeah, just don't have me come in and, and get all dressed up and get my hopes up. Tomorrow, for episode number 1,565, One Reason Many Relationships Burn Out. Tara and I had a really good conversation. She actually suggested this episode. So we are going to do that tomorrow for episode number 1,565. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Turn your pains into power. Next explanation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.